It's Wednesday, March 10th, 2021. I'm Tanya Harris and welcome to TMI Daily, your daily roundup of everything people are talking about online since they aren't allowed to talk about it in person. This afternoon, the $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill was passed on a completely party line vote today by House Democrats and will be signed into law on Friday by President Biden. Although not one Republican lawmaker voted for the stimulus, we're certain they'll be proven right once all of their voters send the $1,400 checks back since they clearly don't need them. The Senate confirmed Marsha Fudge as the new secretary of the Department of Housing and Urban Development. Even though there are many pressing issues for the new secretary to handle, her first job will be to wake up Ben Carson and tell him he no longer works there. The GOP's equivalent to the, hey, you kids, get off my lawn guy, Matt Gates and Jim Jordan, are calling for a hearing about conservatorships in the wake of the ongoing Britney Spears battle. Although we're not sure if either is a Britney fan, we do know that they both love Toxic. Yesterday, Alaska became the first U.S. state to offer COVID vaccinations to anyone 16 and older who is living and or working in the state. So get ready for the next new fad, getting an Airbnb in Fairbanks and claiming to really be into the Iditarod. Pasadena Pasadena had to cancel a vaccination clinic for seniors and essential workers after hundreds of ineligible people signed up within an hour. Some say it's just as well because even after getting vaccinated, it's not like there's really anything good to do in Pasadena anyway. Lou Ottens, the man who invented, invented the cassette tape, has died at age 94. At his funeral, they plan to play a mixtape of his five favorite songs, and then they'll rewind it with a pencil every 20 minutes and play them again. The Motion Picture Academy is considering using Union Station in downtown Los Angeles to host part of the Academy Awards ceremony in April. Thankfully, the technical Oscars will continue to be held at the North Hollywood VFW with catering done by the guy who sells the bacon-wrapped hot dogs outside the Hollywood Bowl. Today on The View, Megan McCain said that she believes that newly unemployed TV host Piers Morgan will get hired to run Rupert Murdoch's new British conservative news network, which makes sense as Piers is a fan of Trump's and clearly not one of people of color. A trailer is released for the long-delayed Johnny Depp film City of Lies in which he plays a cop trying to solve the murders of the notorious B.I.G. and Tupac Shakur. The film was originally scheduled to be, rele- to be released in 2018, which is ironic since over the last three years, we've been able to solve the mystery of who killed Johnny's career, but not Tupac and Biggie. On Seth Meyers' show last night, John Donson said that He uh, cut his daughter Dakota off the payroll when she decided not to go to college and instead take up acting, which has clearly worked out well for her. This is great advice for Prince Harry, who should now seriously consider having any role, which he plays the subservient mistress to a billionaire who's into bondage, even if it requires extensive nudity. Now let's send it over to tonight's TMI Daily cast and crew roundtable. Stay safe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of TMI Daily. I'm Veronica Aiello, and as always, I'm joined by my TMI Daily crew. Let's go around and say hello to everyone watching at home or listening to our TMI Daily podcast. Let's start with you, Pete. 
really cold here today in Los Angeles. And by cold, I mean like 55. It's cold. It's freezing. Actually, no, according to the screen right now in front of me, it's 52 degrees. So, man. (laughs) Hi, everyone listening on Google Podcasts. And a very happy National Mario Day. Yes, Mario from, from Nintendo, you know, all those guys. It is their official day today here in America. Is it actually Mario the Game? Uh, yes, uh, yes. It's not, it's not guys Mario, named Mario. Mario the Game, not like, like Mario, Mario the Guy should be excited today. pizza in Brooklyn right now. Okay. So it's not also, like people named Mario's Day. No, it's not people named Mario's Day. It's actually Mario the Nintendo Game Day. Yes, the Nintendo character day. It's his day. So, okay. Also, it is very cold here in LA. We actually had hail today. Yeah, it looked like snow for a little while. Yeah, the dogs freaked out. They had no idea what was happening. <laughs> Elizabeth. The dogs are like, this devil frozen water. What is this? <laughs> uh, Kim Kardashian didn't know the difference between snow and hail. She went on and on, on her Instagram about, it's snowing, it's snowing, and like picked up a handful of what is very clearly hail and was like, it's snowing in Calabasas. And everybody's like, don't quit your dumb and day I was job. Like, let's, <laughs> let's be fair, though. Kim Kardashian doesn't know a lot about white things. I'm hoping that hail would uh, be a little actually, bit bigger. Uh, actually, if you saw her sex tape, she does a lot about white things. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's it for my intro. Like, yeah, it's cold and rainy. Uh, if I had a fireplace, I'd cozy up to it. But uh, fun fact, I when I was apartment hunting, I did go to a building that was once owned by Don Johnson. Wow. They, t- they told me that. <laughs> Is that like a selling point? Where they like, you know, you should live. I think. I Johnson think a lot of people. Like I think a lot of apartment complexes just make shit, make shit like that up. I I, me- I mentioned I was like I work there. Like, what do you do for a living? I was like oh, I work for TV. And then at the end of the tour, she was like, you know, Don Johnson used to own this building. They called it. He called it the DJ building. <laughs> okay. Oh, and I was like, what? <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the tour. Your apartment is on a main like drag. record heartbeat when you walk. <laughs> I was that's what I thought of when I was leaving. I was like, "Why?" <laughs> this one right. wonder. <laughs> anyway, uh, first off, uh, I want to say, watch my virtual show this Friday at Flappers in the Yoohoo Room at nine thirty p.m. If you haven't got your tickets, go right now to flappers.com/slash/tickets and get them right now. They're only seven dollars. Well, well, wait, 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 West Coast is 930 okay. West Coast, so it's going to be late as shit so, on the East Coast. <laughs> it'll be 12.30 East Coast. <laughs> so 12.30 at night on the East Coast, you can watch them. But hey. yes. yeah. well, we already I mean, what are, what are you doing? What are you doing, East Coast? You know you ain't doing shit, especially in New York. Actually, half that city's fucking closed. <laughs> yeah, Pete, much longer. You know, we got our get that vaccine. Oh, great. We got a ticket to watch a bunch of people do jokes on Zoom. Yeah, that's right. I, we do that here five nights a week. <laughs> well, now you get six. <laughs> It's a bonus night. You get a double feature. You get to see my face twice in one night. What's good? It's like finding out you got syphilis and chlamydia. 
Might as well get them all at once, right? <laughs> and at the end, at the end, you get to vote, and the worst comic has to actually drink Yoo-Hoo. <laughs> I do not support that. I do not support that. Those, those are solely the That's opinions not. of Joseph alone. Those are not the opinions of Flash. That's how they should do it. That. That'd be better. <laughs> and Stewart, how are you doing, Stewart? I'm good. How's everybody? We're great. Cold. <laughs> How's it weather in Florida? It's awesome. It's great. Not cold at all. Um, really great. Okay, well, let's get started. (laughs) We're going to open tonight's show with just one question in which I will ask our panel just one question about some of the top news stories today. Alaska is the first U.S. state that will allow anyone 16 and over to get the COVID vaccine. My question is, should every state adopt this practice or are we better off having it be done the way it is now? Now, how good is it the way it's being done now? That's where I want to start. Yeah, that's, so, a, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, that's right. a discussion in itself. Stuart, yeah. let's start with you. Well, I think the fact that at this point, pretty much all the um, healthcare workers and people working like on, on the front lines with COVID patients have been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, while I, I do think that people who are immunocompromised and who are especially at risk should have be given priority, I think the part of, part of the issue is that it's so hard for people to figure out how to sign up. And this, it's just such a confusing system that it might be even better uh, in terms of percentage of uh, immunocompromised and uh, old people getting vaccinated. It might just be better to open it up. And that would even have still a high percent, more percentage of them getting vaccinated as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Joe, what do you think? First of all, let's remember that Alaska only has 700,000 uh, people a little over 700,000 people, I think, from the last yeah. thing. So we're talking about a completely different – I mean, California itself has already given out 10 million, and they've scratched the surface. They're screwing it up, and they've already given out 10 million. Right. So, uh, I mean, Alaska can do it because they just uh, – the, the people are spread out and stuff like that, and they're like, hey, listen, yeah. if we come to your town, <laughs> we're just going to vaccinate everybody because they're spread out. You know what I mean? Another part. Now, listen, the other thing, because Stuart brought up about the immune compromise, I'm seeing a lot of people – right now in in California that should be getting a, a vaccination there aren't because we're opening it up to other people you know yes i know restaurant workers and maybe grocery store workers and all that deserve it but i'm seeing a lot of people that are that are legitimately sick or legitimately have uh diseases that that are a problem and they're getting pushed aside and that's something that i don't really like so um maybe stewards right in the fact that if you open it up to everybody because look at that mess we had in Pasadena 900 people Right, who were not eligible for either living in Pasadena or one of the eligible tiers signed up anyway, and then they would have had to turn nine hundred people away, and then you would have ended up having these vac- vaccines that they would have had to use, which is what I think people were thinking about. Like mm-hmm. you're going to have to use it, so you're going to have to stick it in me anyway. That's not how it works. Oh, so yes, there's two sides to it, but I I think the state, if they're going to start doing tiers and stuff like that, they need to set this up the right way because I don't think they're doing it. I think people that are legitimately sick and all that need to get that vaccine. And I'm not seeing them getting it. Absolutely. Pete, and then I'll go to Elizabeth. Go ahead, Pete. See, I never understood the whole way that they were doing this in the first place, because I mean, look, I understand about, about healthcare workers first, because those people have to get it before anybody else, because they are literally the people that, that are going to save everybody. But after that, like, I never understood why we were going, like going to, to the elderly first, for one reason, the elderly are the ones who leave the house the least. Now, I get it. They're the ones who might die, you know, from it quicker, but they leave the house the least. I, I would have always thought you give it to the, to the youngest people first because they're the ones who are going out all over the place giving, giving COVID to people. Um, so I don't well, 
You, but I, I just think that once you got all the, uh, I, I think that the, the, the way it should have worked would, would, should have been, it should have been the healthcare workers and then the people that were immobile, like the people in nursing homes, yes. And then after that, it should have been just, you know, everybody goes and gets an appointment and that's the way it is. You know, because right now it's like, it's so funny because like my, my brother-in-law, who's I think 30, I think he's 44, 44, 43. He's, he's getting the vaccine next week. Because he got a doctor to say he's obese. He, he's like he's like maybe ten pounds overweight to twenty pounds overweight. But it's okay. It's right there. <laughs> and, and it's, and it's a, it works and it works perfectly because you can get away with that. Whereas like you know somebody who who actually you know, like look, I'm sure that Elizabeth, you, you you know you went just went through like this whole cancer thing. Like I would rather see you getting it than than my my brother-in-law. I actually I have an appointment. Um, but it's only because a friend passed who knew another cancer patient. The friend does is not, uh, apparently he qualifies as obese as well. <laughs> apparently his doctor was like, oh, you won't really need a note for me to say that. And my friend was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, Jesus. <laughs> he was like, I mean, he's like, we have an okay relationship. I was like, that's fucking savage anyway, though. Yeah. God damn. But anyway, he passed along a pharmacy, a local pharmacy that's not in my healthcare network. I won't have to pay for it or whatever. Cause I, as far as I know, the vaccine is free, but like, it's like a weird, like uh underground, like I heard you can get it this way. Da da da. Because yeah, the tier that's opening up on the 15th does include people with obesity um, and then other certain conditions. And one of them is cancer, but I think you have to be like an active treatment. And I don't think I've considered that at least not in California, um, cause I, I haven't had treatment for over a year now. Woohoo. Um, but yeah, it's, it's weird. And I, uh, Joseph, what I was going to say though, is like Alaska is a much smaller population and the, you know, compared to the sort of small nation that is California. Um, but also I did read if you volunteer for four hours, uh, forget where you sign up. If you volunteer though, at a vaccination site, like you obviously you're non-medical, you'll just be signing people in and whatnot. But once you do that, then you will qualify as a medical personnel and then you can get the vaccine. So if you help other people get the vaccine, you will get vaccinated faster. Before I go to super, I want to say something about the volunteering. I know somebody that did do that, but, and I actually, there's a lot of people that I know that have volunteered and I am saying it like in quotes Mm -hmm. because I know one person who literally showed up and was there for less than an hour as a volunteer and basically just got the shot. Wow. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm sure there are people that will volunteer because they want to help yeah. and they, you know, and that's fine, but there are so many people that are cutting, you know, they're cutting the line, like Joe's saying that should yeah. not be getting it. And like I said, and the only reason this person and I'm putting them on blast right now, but I'm no longer friends with them anyway. Um, oh. they wanted to go, no, they had a trip to Cancun planned. So they wow. have, now, oh, wow. Yeah, so plan and basically this person would turn me off about them that they were basically just like bragging. Like, oh, you know what, you can volunteer, but I was there for less than you know, less than an hour. So I'm like, that's not volunteering. I'm sorry. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying that everybody who's claiming to be a volunteer is doing that, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that are and this person is very healthy, no pre existing conditions or, or whatnot. So it's, you know, to me that that's so unfair and that is so wrong. It's like what Pete and I say, we probably won't get vaccinated until the very end because we don't leave our house anyway. So I'd rather those vaccines 
go to somebody who needs the vaccines more than we do. And ironically, I, I feel guilty for having an appointment. And you shouldn't feel guilty. <laughs> uh, that, of all the people on this panel, you should be the least feel the least but guilty. I feel like I don't I don't fully qualify for whatever dumb reason. I'm not the only one. I've seen a lot of people who, are, who, who, Me- medical, who medical medical ethicists medical ethicists have consistently said that if you are eligible, it is ethical to get the vaccine. Oh, totally. Yeah. I, so I, that's that's just FYI. Yeah. Um, also, I think, piggybacking on what, what Peter said, there were sort of two strategies, um, and since it was up to the states, some states took one strategy, some states took a different one. There were two strategies to uh, for vaccine vaccine distribution. One was to mitigate deaths. So the people who are most likely to die, to die of COVID or to be seriously ill get right. the vaccines. And one was to mitigate spread. People who are most likely to get COVID and spread it to others get the vaccines first. And that seems and I, I mean, I, I genuinely don't know which one is the best long term. But the fact that A, was left up to the states and there was really no guidance um, was a, a huge issue, obviously. And uh, uh, another thing that occurs to me is, you know, w- w- the, the groups that it's opened up to are, you know, the, the elderly and all of the, the vaccine appointments are online. Like, you know. My mom can't. My mom can barely use the computer, and she's not even like old enough. She's not even uh, old enough to be eligible yet. Like it, it it's, it's. They did, the system they made just didn't work. Mm-hmm. Well, and what's worse is that, like, look at look at where you are in Florida. The you know uh, the governor oh, yeah. there has just. I mean, he's abused the system because they clear. They you know they, it came out. What was it last week that that three of the um, communities that have gotten the most vaccine are also the richest communities. Mm-hmm. The yeah. only the only private uh, corporation that is allowed to distribute the vaccine uh, in Florida, or at least at least uh, it was up until recently, was Publix. Publix made a huge donation to his campaign. Yeah, it's it's just all. I, I mean, mean it, there's it, like it, it's it's insane. It's follow it's, the yeah. money. Follow the money. Yeah, I still think there's something not quite right here. I mean. So California claims that we've done over 10 million vaccines, right? There's 40 million people in California, right? So that's one-fourth of the population. And we still no, haven't even gotten to, to the 50 to 64s yet? We haven't even gotten to them yet? You need two, two – do, two, is it 10 million doses or 10 no, million No, they're going by vaccinated. Pieces. They're going by people like fully vaccinated. vaccinated. Yeah. Fully vaccinated. Okay, because, because – you, for, yeah, for a lot of – most of them, you need two doses. So the amount of doses is just – Still, yeah, I, I mean – I know that Los Angeles, they're saying now that uh, they, they should reach 2 million vaccinations in Los Angeles, fully vaccinations this weekend, and that that should drop us into the red tier, mm-hmm. um, although they might not do it because they're still afraid that it's just going to increase again really quickly. But yeah. uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, like what, 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 what Joe's saying makes perfect sense. But I get, but the problem that you're going to have is is that, like Stuart says, all this stuff is being done online, which which number one, it it, it, it screws over the elderly and it screws over the poor. Yeah. Because yeah. because if you don't have internet access yeah. or if you don't know how to use your computer, you're the you're the two least likely people to get to get an appointment. And and, and you know, places like, like libraries where you could go use the computer right, are closed. Exactly. And we all and, right. and I guarantee you we each know somebody like in our family or somebody else's family that you've heard the story. Oh yeah. My mom got vaccinated, but it's only because so-and-so helped her do it or, that's, or because somebody called that's her. That's the situation with my mom yeah, and, and my brother and, and uh, his family. She is in the system in Virginia, but it's still, it's hard to get an appointment and 
that she's having to call and all this stuff, and it's a big, huge mess. Yeah, and there's another. Wasn't there, uh, oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna ask because I, I I don't I, I heard this, but wasn't there like a, a big thing like when the vaccines first were being distributed? There was like some kind of code that was given to like black and brown communities that like rich people in Beverly Hills were like sneaking onto and getting so they could oh, yeah. get vaccinated. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, places in East LA set up specifically for. Uh, poor communities and minority communities and stuff like that, and then people from rich people were driving in to get it. So yes, that is true. That's yeah. good because because as soon as as soon as everybody starts mutating in a month or two, we'll know who's rich. And who's That's rich. what I was saying. Like, <laughs> lucky, I was like, they might have screwed themselves because, like, you know, <laughs> usually they give the fucked up version to us, and then they and see so, what happens. So like all these white people got That's that's, that's a I think a big uh, a big. Per, uh, sign that the vaccine is good for people who are skeptical is that all the all the rich people are getting it. If, if they if they weren't if they didn't weren't staying away, That's then true. it's then you got to be concerned. But you know what else That's is facts. happening too with the vaccine distribution is that a lot of people are showing up to sites that don't qualify for it yet and to see if they have any leftover doses. Which is what Amanda yeah. Nick Cordero's widow. I don't know if you guys heard about this. She did that. She posted it online and she said. You know, I got my vaccine and people just like, you know, jumped down our throat saying, wait a minute, you know, you're young, you know, you're healthy. How did you get the vaccine? And she said, I went to Dodger Stadium. I waited there till the very end. And there were some extra doses. And those doses are going to go to waste anyway. That's how she got it. But she got a lot of shit for it. You know, it's. Yeah. It's terrible, you know, that, the, you know, but at the same yeah. time, you know. It's, yeah, but that's not really hurting that. anybody. No, no, it's, no, it's worse no, if it's, you have to it's, throw it's them out. If you, throw it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she was like criticized for doing that. But I, again, I also know people that I, you know, personal, like friends of mine that have done that too. Yeah. It's, 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 like I have a friend I mean, who spent like three consecutive days and then he was finally able to get it on the third day. So when I. When I go to yeah. Publix, I ask, "Hey, do you have any extra doses laying around?" Yeah. And I, you know, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. Yeah, because it's, right. it's, it's a, a shame thing that would do with the DMV when they, you know, what I mean, like you go in at like five, five, like five o'clock instead of you know, right? It closed at five thirty, so you go in at five o'clock, so you yes. get in and out because they don't oh, give yeah, a fuck. Yeah. They're just like, "Yeah, sign it. <laughs> here you go. Yeah, get out." <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, it really work. Hey, you yeah, guys got any extra really license does. plates lying around? <laughs> yeah, dude, seriously. If you have to get like something renewed or anything like that, if they, if it closes at five, if I thirty, go there at five. Whose license? Whose license you got left back there? Who didn't pick it up? I'll take it. Yeah, for- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. registration. Take it. Yeah, because I, I, I've also heard. I think it was like some healthcare stuff, either healthcare workers or something where like people are getting a call, like in like I want to say like healthcare teaching to like get down here now we have a few extra doses and you haven't been you know vaccinated yet but we gotta throw them out if you don't get down here and it's like people racing and running around and it's that's why it's like so frustrating that you know there are left the fact that there are leftover doses that could be tossed is like the most frustrating part when it could when eligible not eligible worthy not worthy it could go to somebody and we could get out of this a little faster. Isn't that so LA though? Like it's so hard to get an appointment, and then when they do, and then they like, and then they like bounce on it. <laughs> yeah, so flaky. Like, I, I was, I was, wow. I was, I got this appointment. Took me three weeks to get it, but you know, Mindy wants oh to go to God, brunch. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to yeah, outdoor brunch, LA. but it's in it's a probably tent. fucking actors too. It's probably fucking actors. Oh, hundred percent. Well, that was the majority of the people in the Pasadena problem. That was the majority of the people. 
of the 900 of them were all in the entertainment world. Yeah, but they're, they're somebody, that wanted to somebody spread the email because Pasadena said, do not share this email. And then some guy yeah. was like, hey, let's all go do this. Yeah, Bill Clinton so, actually uh, wrote a funny, funny joke about it that we didn't use. He said that the way that they figured it out was the, the amount of women showing up with dogs in their purse and guys on the phone who wouldn't get off for two minutes to get the shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's how you yeah, do. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. I mean, in a in a true and just world, like the grips would get it first. Yes. <laughs> have to be in, yeah, in a just world. No, fuck that. PAs. You got to give it to the PAs because they got to deal with the most PAs shit. PAs and yeah. grips PAs and crafty sure. would all get it first. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Crafty, crafty's no, crafty's gone. Oh God, no, no, so no this, more crafty. So this week, you learned that the royal family cut Prince Harry off financially. Woody decided to no longer be a royal, and then last night we um, heard Don Johnson say that he cut off his daughter Dakota Johnson off when she decided to go into acting instead of going to college. So my question is: Is getting cut off the new it thing for the overprivileged and entitled? It seems like we keep hearing this a lot. Uh, Pete. Oh, I hope so. I hope this like becomes like a huge thing that like like you have to get cut off in order to be like cool if you're like if you are one of the overprivileged because it, it's the one thing I was thinking about this when I when I heard the story about Don Johnson today. It was the one thing that like you never hear poor people say, "Oh, you know what? I had to do something with my, with my life because my mom and dad cut me off." Like, you, you never hear that. So the, anybody who says that, you could assume they had been cut off from something pretty decent because because you, you just you just don't do it if you're if you don't have any money. So now I think it's almost going to be like a status symbol thing. Like it used to be like like what you wore, what car you drove. Now it'll be if you got cut off by somebody in your family. Yeah, I think so, too. Elizabeth. But are they ever really cut off? From no, anything, if if she had right. fucking failed as an actress, would they have would they have left her out in the cold on the street in yeah, the well, sixty yeah. degree well, weather? They, 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 listen, I sat through about five <laughs> minutes of, of, of Fifty Shades of Grey, and I wish they had. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and because yeah, maybe the parents are directly cutting them off. But as we learned, Harry had a trust from Diana. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna put money. Dakota has some kind of trust. I, I would imagine. Or something, some kind of backup money. Uh, yeah, it's all these people who are being cut off with, you know, big air quotes around that one. Um, but they will never, ever feel like mm-hmm. truly be cut off from the privilege and the uh, the power. Because, oh, she, he, I've, I've read there some part of the interview. He's like, yeah, you know, I was told her she was going to be cut off. And then she went out and she said, don't you worry. She got like a bunch of acting jobs. Because she's from a famous family, so she didn't have yeah. to do the hustle. She didn't have to go work at Starbucks or bartend or whatever, and then go audition right. and bust her hump like a every other a- actor who comes to LA. They just, they right. there was a name attached already. She probably got an agent right off the bat. She's fine. Yeah, I mean, Stewart, if if you told your mom and dad that uh, that Stop don't it. worry, Stop if they it. told you they were cut you off. Stop it! Today. Stop it! Stop it. No, okay. You're not Don Johnson's kid. I'm not saying you're not you're a very talented actor. Well, okay. so yeah, I mean, well that's that's part of like I I, you know, I was financially independent for this in, during, throughout the pandemic and then I moved back home because I couldn't be anymore. So like, mm-hmm. I mean, and like my parents weren't going to let me, you know, be on the street because they they don't have to. So I mean, I, I think it's the same way with like Harry and and you know, a lot of overprivileged kids who you get cut off. It's like you get cut off well, you're not really like they're not your parents aren't gonna let you like end up in like a you know end up in a tent on the side of the highway like 
that's yeah. that's not what they mean by when they say cut off. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they made the, but poor Harry and Meghan had to end up at Tyler Perry's house. Ooh. <laughs> So one of Tyler Perry's houses. One of, one of yeah. <laughs> I, you know, here's my thing. The only thing that that is kind of making me upset about the whole like announcing their kids are cut off, like these rich kids are getting cut. Because here's the thing: it's gonna be, it's gonna turn into two things. One is gonna turn into a flex by a bunch of rich kids. Like every time they oh, if they accomplish anything in life, they're like, well, I was cut off, so I had to, you know what I'm saying? Like they're gonna like use yeah. that as like their way of struggle to like yeah, how they got what they did. Yeah. Well, was cut from or, a million dollars to half a million. Mm-hmm. Oh, did be you that? see Trip? He got cut off. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be that or it's gonna be uh, uh, I, I feel like low-key, it's also gonna create like more like white collar criminals because here's the thing if you're a rich mm-hmm. kid and you're used to having a bunch of fucking money and all of a sudden you're cut off if they even even if they do like if they do a tr- like if your parents truly cut you off then you're probably going to do anything you can to get back to that status of like driving whatever beautiful car you had living that beautiful lifestyle especially if you made a bunch of rich friends who aren't cut off if you're still trying to stay in that life you're going to do whatever you can so these are the kind of people that are going to be you know doing these wh- white collar uh, crimes or be like fucking mad drug pins you know selling fucking bricks of cocaine to their rich friends because like they want to keep that lifestyle yeah yeah no that's very true and i also think the definition of cut off is very different to someone like you know don johnson as opposed to just the average person like elizabeth was saying you know like do you really cut off your kid because when you think of cutting off a child it's like that means you know what go make a life for yourself and if it doesn't work out i'm sorry it didn't work out but i have a Mm -hmm. feeling Dakota Johnson's gonna be okay, and isn't she also engaged to Chris Martin too? Yeah, yeah. Did she get engaged to Chris Martin from Coldplay? From Coldplay, yeah. So I thought she's gonna be just fine. Does this mean we're like eight years from from getting a candle that smells like a vagina? Yeah, I'm excited for this. (laughs) A candle that smells like Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh God! Dakota Goop is coming soon, everybody. Dakota Goop, sir. No, no. sir. Turn your screen off. You—that's a timeout. You're done. (laughs) This apple's getting a new brother, huh? Uh, (laughs) Brother, sister, banana. (laughs) It also, you know what though? But here's the thing too. Like, you know, I understand with your parents, like parents, especially because like nine times out of ten, these rich kids, nine times out of ten, depending on where they, what kind of family they come from, usually the parents are the ones that like put in the work to get them this lifestyle, like get all this money, stuff like that. So it could be their way of like kind of show them how to be human beings because you know you got people. If you grow up in this like I get everything I want lifestyle, you're never gonna be happy because you never had to work for anything, so you're not gonna appreciate anything. You're just gonna expect that the world gives it, they're supposed to give it to you, and so when you do get those things, it won't mean shit to you that's why you see these rich kids that will crash a porsche day one that they get Mm -hmm. it because like it means nothing to them yeah it doesn't mean anything and i also think too that you know like celebrity parents like don johnson you know they they you know tell these stories like oh we cut off our daughter because i think it makes them feel like oh look at what great parents we are Mm -hmm. you know hollywood i mean again that's just what i think so that's fair no 100 percent. yeah so Lou Audens, the inventor of the cassette tape, has died at the age of 94. Did any of you know who he was, by the way? Mm-hmm. No? Well, <laughs> so my question to you is, have you created mixtapes? And if so, what was your favorite one for? Now, Stuart, do you remember cassette tapes or was this way before? I do remember because I remember, I remember my, my mom and dad's first car, like when I was born, the cars they, they had had cassette tapes 
like players in that. Did you get the little cassette adapter for a CD player where you put it in (laughs) and you got the cord and you have your portable CD player? No, I had those. I had that too. I remember I like I there was a a Tchaikovsky tape that was like the only (laughs) tape that like like and that's that's what I listened to. Okay. So yeah. I, I can top you on the on the uh, cassette adapter because <laughs> I got my dad's car, which was a Pontiac Ventura, and he had an eight track in it. An yeah, eight track player. So, did I. so I had what? I had an eight track in my car too. Yeah. And I had so to I had to buy the, the the. There's this converter that you you put it shaped like an eight track, but you put the cassette in it. And then put it into the eight track player so you can play. I consent. remember those. Like, yeah, I had one, okay, I had one of those for a while. Yeah, I, actually, actually, I, I actually went for the 150 and got the cassette player in the car. Well, no, I eventually put it in, but when I first got it, I had to save money. You know, I had just yeah, got right. this car. I did not. Dad did not give me that car. I had to buy that car from my dad because I had a really great, off. Yeah, no, no, I had a really great, great, great line on a used car, but he needed the down payment for his new car. So he forced me to buy his car (laughs) for a thousand dollars. Stone cold. (laughs) The good news though is Joe is still driving it, so it's okay. No, no, that thing that thing died out. But no, it did it did teach me responsibility, so he was right. But I did miss out because I had to drive his old Pontiac Ventura when I had a perfect lineup on a on a Mercury Cougar convertible. Oh. All right. So I want to hear about your mixtapes. Did anybody ever make mixtapes? I never made one. You never made one. Pete, no, what was on your mixtape? I had I had two mixtapes that I loved. I made a lot of mixtapes before. Yeah. But like like I was the guy that as soon as they started having the uh, the recordable CDs, I, I had to get that immediately because I was so tired of making mixtapes. But um, I had two that I loved. I had one that I had this friend named, named Pasquale who who was like who you could get really depressed easily by just talking him into stuff. So I made him a tape of the most depressing songs I could think of because <laughs> I thought it was funny to watch him sit around <laughs> and get depressed. I'm sorry, are you a bully from the 1980s movie? He's so shit. You? <laughs> like, he was like, no, it was like this guy. He he just he literally like like I, I'm sure by now he's 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 Wait. much better. So I'm not. Wait. We gotta stop. Look at Elizabeth's face. She's not even frozen. Her face is completely disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, it's so fucked up. <laughs> I clicked away to look at something, actually. I okay. Was, <laughs> I was, I was, I was smiling. Listen to the tapes. He just, I got, I, I was like, hey, here you go. Here's a tape. So you were like, you were like his, his dealer. Yeah, more or less. I, I didn't was, make I him was do his the sorrow dealer. Like, I remember one night. One night, I had he was sitting in my basement listening to one of the tapes I made, and he started chewing on a can on a on a um on a beer can, and he cut his. Mouth. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, he was he was really fucked up. But I mean, but but I'm sure he's doing well now, so it's okay. But then I had this other tape. I used to go. There was this bar in 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 New Rochelle where I grew up that literally like. I, I think you could have been, like Stuart, you could have been in the bar the same time I was, and we both would have been underage. Um, because you get to the door of the bar, and the, the bouncer would say to you, Hey, you guys got ID? And you go, Yeah. And you go, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to this bar, and there was a guy that I, that I actually knew from, I don't remember, it was high, yeah, it was high school. I knew him from high school, and he was the DJ there, and he was the worst DJ in the world. <laughs> but I loved it because it was like, it would be like Van Halen song into Madonna, into uh, like the Rolling Stones, into Johnny Cash. 
It was like the most the weirdest mix of music you ever heard. So I used to make these tapes because I really wanted to play the same stuff because it reminded me of going to the bar. I, I didn't even drink that much, which is funny. But I, I, I made I, I would make them obsessively and give and my friends would all take them from me because we all it was like an inside joke. We all liked it because of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, Chris, did you make a mixtape ever? Uh, you know, I, I I did make a couple. I did uh uh I did make one for a girl I liked in elementary school, but it like I I fucked up my own game because I didn't have like the real music. I had to record that shit off the radio. You hear know, <laughs> <laughs> you know that shit? You had to press the red the red button, the play button, and fuck it up. It fucked up the, my whole flow because I was trying to get like all the right love songs, but the DJ kept fucking talking like every time he introduced a song that I needed to record. So like. No way I could get it. It was by recording it, and because I, I was—I mean, this is the time where you had to wait around for hours listening to the radio trying to get a song, and none of the DJs ever shut their fucking mouth. So it was always you know, like some kind of little advertising. Right the actual songs, right into it. Yeah, it's like yeah, it, like the the whole no, like first part. Yeah, <laughs> like the first thirty bit, the first thirty seconds of the song is like the DJ talking, and then like you might get the first like word of the verse. But yeah, yeah I tried That's to make that the post. Yeah, <laughs> I learned that years later when I was doing a. Doing radio, college radio. That's called if you the, the really good DJs can come in at the very beginning of the of the song and talk it up all the way up to the singing. It's called hitting the post. I just <laughs> thought I might want to know that. Well, it was the worst because, like, you know, with at least in my hometown, like on Fridays, it was the Friday night mix, right? But. The Friday night mix was the party mix, but they wouldn't play the whole fucking song. So like it was a good time because you get constant music, but like halfway through a song, they'd switch to like the new whatever or like the next like hot top forty. So you're just like, all right, two minutes of a song, next song. One minute of a song, next song. It was the worst. Yeah. Don't ever make a mixtape on Friday. <laughs> when I was in the club business, I we had this one DJ who worked for us who I was certain didn't know how to mix. Because every time he would it, like he would switch between songs, he would yell over it. So like you'd hear his voice, you wouldn't hear the mix. So one night I made them turn off the mic on him, and he literally just could not mix the whole time because he was like, "I, I don't know what's wrong with the mic. I, I, I something must be wrong with it." And he and he was coming like the songs didn't sound right, the beats were all off, and it's like yeah, because he would go, "Come on!" Like right over the mix, he wouldn't hear it. <laughs> Great. I I made a mixtape for a girl in college. Her name was Dana. Uh, she always used to wear a sweatshirt that said Norge on it because she was Norwegian. Anyway, uh, it was in a music it was in a music history and theory class, which was like an elective. But they gave you a book with a whole bunch of cassettes for like all the different examples, right? So you'd listen to the cassette that would go along with the book, and it would be like, and the guy would go, "Example seven. and then like the music <laughs> would play, and then later on, example. So I, I want, I wanted like, like we were hanging out in school and stuff. So I made her this mixtape of like all of like modern songs, but every now and then it would go in with example 28, you know, it was sort of like that. And uh, it was great. We, we, and we really hit it off. And then I was like, one of the things you had to do was like, go to like different, like, con- remember concerts guys and musical events. Remember those? Oh, uh, so you had to go to three of them as part of the, uh, the, the thing for the class. And so I invited her to one. And she brought a guy with her. Oh! So, take the tape back? What? Oh, no, you don't get to take the tape back. Yeah, you if you're smart, you'll dub it and make a sound so you have a second one. <laughs> if it's a really hot mix, so you can keep it for yourself. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Ugh, yeah, I used to make mixtapes for myself. I don't think I you ever... You missed out. You missed out, Dana. You missed out. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing, Chris, because I used to do the same thing you did, too. I used to make mixtapes for myself, 
but I used to love like 80s um, love songs. So what I would do is here in Los Angeles, Coast 103.5, there's a woman who's been on forever, um, Karen Sharp at oh, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Karen Sharp and the like accident. Karen yes, Sharp, Coast 103.5. Coast 103.5. Um, this one's for you. So every night I would sit there with my tape recorder, and if it was a song that I liked, I would hit the two buttons and I would just, you know, I would record it. And then I would also do like, I remember after my quinceanera, I made a mixtape of all the favorite like songs that they played at my quinceanera party, the DJ. And I asked him if he could have made it for me. He's like, oh, he goes, I can't make it for you. And I was like, oh, that's okay. So I'll, so I would sit there and like listen to the radio until like one of the songs that they played at my quinceanera. I was like, oh, that was a fun song at the party. So I would record that. So I made a quinceanera mixtape for myself too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Veronica, did it sound something it. like, like today, tomorrow's going to be sunny and 76 degrees. Let's wait a while. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. I'm like, don't talk when the song starts. Don't talk. Because uh, I used to keep getting them talky, like what Chris was saying. But yeah, I'm, I'm right there. I used to sit there every, like, all, every night just recording songs. And I remember one time, too, there was one tape. And I think I had Celine Dion's If You Ask Me To, like, three times. So I'm playing it in the car one day. And my dad turns around to me and he says, how many fucking songs do I have to hear from Celine Dion? It's the same freaking song. And I was <laughs> like, because I just, I really like that song. But yeah, Coast One Hundred Three Point Five, though, man, they've got the best jingle thing. But I'm always like, because it was like, "You're home for the holidays." Coast One Hundred Three Point Five, or it's like, you know, cool sound for the summertime. Do they still do it? Love songs. I've I still heard like love songs. Coast One Hundred Three Point Five. Yeah, but I always was like, I always make fun of it because I was like, they should do like horrible things, like like. Your wife's cheating on you. Coast <laughs> yeah. 103.5. <laughs> yeah, because I've heard... mother hates your husband. Coast 103.5. <laughs> our, um, our, our friends, Todd Van Meter, um, had turned me on to this guy. I cannot remember his name now. It's driving me crazy. He does like a... Art, oh, Art Laval. Yeah, that's who it was. Does anybody know Art Laval? Well, he does uh, like this. Hot. He does like this R&B and soul show, but it's the, it, he's a white guy. Doing it, and you can tell he's a white guy. But what's funny is that, like, he always has these requests. The pe- they and the people come on, and every one of them is either somebody just got out of jail, somebody's <laughs> about to go into jail, <laughs> somebody just got murdered. It's like it's like if you listen to Art Laveau, you you clearly are involved in crime and so. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to our main story. <laughs> so what, now, now, yes. We're going to go from mixtapes to the stimulus package. So this afternoon, without one single vote from Republicans, the Democrats in Congress passed the $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill. Tonight, we thought we'd talk about it and try to understand why, even though it has some of the largest economic implications since the Great Recession, it's not a bill anyone is overly excited about. So first, I want to ask you, how do you feel about the passage of the relief bill? Who wants to start? Stuart, let's start with you. It's about goddamn time. <laughs> I mean, I think that's why people aren't really like super relieved about it. It's because it just took them so fucking long. Like it should have been done months ago. So it's like, oh, great. Thanks. You know, about time. Elizabeth. Yeah, I think it, it took a while and it's uh, it has a lot of things in it from my understanding, but it's also missing things that people mm-hmm. really wanted, like the $15 minimum wage, which I know it has its own 
complications and things like that. And they were also trying to do weird shit like ram like uh, sort of basically sort of anti-trans stuff for for student athletes. In uh, they were trying to slide because it's one of those big massive bills where like you can sneak little laws in at the same time. But mm-hmm. somebody has to like be like, no, 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 we can't pass it with X, Y, or Z in it, because that's that was what was holding up uh, one of the stimulus things um, when Trump was still president. It was he wanted to add the repeal of I think Section two hundred and thirty, whatever, whatever would basically allow him to sue title, Twitter. Title, um, t- title, title two two hundred and thirty, right? Title two hundred and thirty. I think like Section two hundred and thirty. I think Section two hundred and thirty. Section correct. title, whatever. I'm not a lawmaker, yeah. um, <laughs> but but basically he wanted that to be included so that he could sue Twitter uh, and are probably oh, going yeah, to that, shut that, it down. Uh, yeah, to the, uh, you're right, Section 230. Uh, uh, but they wouldn't let it pass with that and then it got taken out and then I think that's when we finally got the 600 stimulus check. And then, yeah, they were doing weird shit with this. So, yeah, just dragging a few. And then Biden was like, I'm going to sign it Friday and everyone's like, you can sign it today, bro! There's, <laughs> there's no holdup! I don't... Is it with Champ and Major back in Delaware? Like, go fucking get it! <laughs> Pete? Well, I mean, what, what Elizabeth was saying is it, it was happening on both sides where both mm-hmm. sides were trying to find ways to uh, to to like like wave the, the bill down. I mean, like if they really wanted to get this bill done, what they should have done is like like they did the $15 minimum shouldn't have been in there because it has nothing to do with COVID relief um, on the same side, on the same token, like as you'll see from the video, we're going to play in a couple minutes, like there were senators that were that on the on the right that were trying to get things in there, like punishing states that were sanctuary states, not giving them any money or any or not giving schools any money if the school was still closed because it hadn't reopened yet. Like, like mm-hmm. they're going to punish schools for not reopening because we're in a pandemic. So we're not going to give them money to help them through the pandemic. Like it's, yeah. so there was just, yeah. it, it was, it was a shit show on both sides. And I think that's kind of why this thing dragged on forever. But um, in the end, I mean, it's, it's a good thing for, uh, for most people, like, like the joke in the earlier in the show it's it's one of those things where I'm sure that the Republicans are going to get proven right for not supporting this because all of their constituents are going to just send the checks back because we know they don't need them, obviously. Well, some of them are some Republicans who did not vote for it were just tweeting like, uh, enjoy, like, finally, the bill is passed and this will help small businesses. And everyone's like, you didn't even vote yeah, for yeah. it. Roger Wicker, the um, the, the senator for, uh, from um, Mississippi, about an hour ago, he um, he tweeted out a thing talking about how much it's going to help all the restaurant workers, but he yeah. voted against it not once, but twice. Yeah. Um, he voted for the procedural That's vote good. and then in the actual vote. So, yeah. And, and another it's not one the, from, not, from Idaho. No did this, not, Iowa. Did the same oh yeah, I'm sorry. No, yeah. no Republicans whatsoever, and either in the House or the Senate, voted for it. So but they're going to try to claim credit for it. Fuck them. Zero of them. You know. So. God damn it. So, do you guys know what, what were some of the major points in the bill? Like, I know you were talking about some of the things that they were trying to put in. Um, can anybody tell me some specifics? I don't remember. Well, I mean, the thing that's that's most eye catching for most people is the fourteen hundred dollar checks. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got, I mean, got six hundred in December. Well, I'll sorry. Another six hundred dollars at the end. Well, the six hundred dollars you should have already gotten. Turns out, yeah. I, I found out the other day I didn't get it yet. Um, oh. But um, but it's the fourteen hundred dollar checks. It's the it's the um, the 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 unemployment insurance that'll mm-hmm. now go back into effect where you where people that are unemployed will get three hundred dollars a week 
Um, originally it was supposed to be $400 a week, but then they moved it to $300 a week and added an extra month. So it's going to be till September, the end of September. Now, um, it's stuff like the child tax credit that, uh, parents can get, get, you know, anywhere between $3,400 and $3,000 per child, um, for this, which wasn't in the bill last year. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of other things that are, that are helpful. I mean, all this stuff we'll, we'll talk about as we go along. But it, but overall, it's it's just it's state and local governments are getting money, which they did not get in the first two bills. Um, schools are getting money. So it's yeah, I mean, overall, it's, it's a good bill for for anybody that wants to see the pandemic end with people not homeless. Right. And the reason why I brought that up is because 61 percent they did a poll and 61 percent of Americans are for the stimulus and only 41 percent of Republicans are for it. So let's take a look at the Republican side first. Why do you think that they were so opposed to the relief bill, specifically Republicans? Um, Stuart, let's start with you. Well, just generally, the Republican Party doesn't like the government spending money. So I think it's I think it's really just comes down to they don't like the government spending money and they don't like the, the person in charge right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, Pete, what do you think? Well, I mean, there's Stuart's right about one part of that. They they, they don't like who's in charge um, because, again, we're going to show a video in a couple of minutes of, of like some of the things that they're saying. But the reality of it is they most of the things that they're that they're against, as you'll find out later on, they voted for exactly the same things in the first two bills. Yeah. And every one of the um, Dem- the Republicans, not every, there was a couple that, that, that dissented, but almost every Republican was in favor of exactly giving the same money to the exact same people in the first two bills that they won in, in favor of this. Really has to do with it. it's, it's all because I mean, the reality of it is. In 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 their in the, in some sick political way, and I'm, you know they they're afraid that it could help. I mean, it, they're afraid they're afraid that it will help people, and if it helps people, it hurts Republicans. Yeah, because because then because people are going to remember where you know if the economy gets better, they're not going to think that Trump had anything to do with it. They're not going to think that that Trump had anything to do with the vaccine rollout or anything else. They're going to because people's memories are really short. The same way that the day after Trump Trump took office, all of a sudden we had a good economy. Um, Trump uh, actually this, tried to take credit for the vaccine stuff today. Uh, it wasn't. In a tweet of one of his bullshit releases from the office of the former president, oh, yeah. um, that it said, you know, just so basically, so everybody remembers, you have a COVID vaccine, COVID nineteen vaccine, which he also puts in parentheses, which some call the China flu. No joke, that's in there. Oh, oh he's still saying China flu. Still saying China flu against Asian Americans. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Yeah. Just, just in case you're wondering how big a piece of shit he really is. Well, no, just, um, just, no, just, no, 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 He continues <laughs> that we wouldn't have the vaccine for five years if it hadn't been for him. So every other country would have had it, but yeah, us. yeah, like, or something. I. It, it's just it's just fucking irrational. Like like just just in that whole world that we're talking about this morning um, or yesterday. I'm sorry, Don Jr. Um, put up a picture on his Twitter of of Trump looking down from because Trump was in New York for two days. Um, and he didn't indict him, which is weird. Um, oh, I didn't even but, know because I didn't know his movements. What a yeah, he was he was in New York for two days, and so he put a picture up of Trump looking down from his window inside Trump Tower, and then it was a split screen with people holding up a sign that says "Save America, President Shithead." And 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 what happened was the sign was from a rally about a year ago, um, and, and it wasn't in New York, strangely enough. 
Um, so, so it's like it's like the re- alternate reality exists, but that doesn't matter anymore because the problem for Republicans at this point is that if if this works, if people actually get money and they're happy about it, and if people start getting their jobs back, and if people don't lose their homes, or like there's 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 provisions in there to help city city and state governments to 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 give money to people that haven't been able to pay their rent or catch up on their rent. Like if they don't if they're not homeless in six months, they're going to start thinking that maybe Biden had something to do with it, and that would be the worst thing they could think of because yeah, like the joke right now is that they're more concerned with Dr. Seuss than they are with. Mm-hmm. With, you know, with the, the COVID uh, bill. And the reality of it is they're betting on the fact that people are going to re- remember the cultural issues more than they're going to remember the money that they're getting to save their lives. And I, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I that's what I said the other day is, is they are not focusing on policy to, to do anything for anybody. They're just getting people caught up in uh, us versus them bullshit yeah. fights. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. And also remember that uh, Pfizer took zero money from Project Warp Speed. They developed that whole that, that vaccine in Germany with uh, a couple of leading Turkish scientists, by the way. So that had absolutely nothing to do with Trump. So, you know, thank, thank yeah. the, Tur- the Turks and the Germans. Yeah. So here is what Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton, Wyoming Congresswoman Liz Cheney and QAnon Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene said about the COVID relief bill and what they claimed are the reasons Republicans are against the bill. Let's watch. Many people who have not lost any income at all are going to get uh, money as well. I mean, young people who didn't file tax returns last year but are now working at fancy investment banks or law firms are going to get cash as well. That's one of our objections. This bill was so poorly targeted. Look, we were more than willing to work with the Democrats, as we did multiple times last year, to pass a targeted relief bill that would help those people who have actually been hurt by coronavirus. But look how crazy some of the Democratic ideas are. I mean, they had a chance on Saturday morning to stop checks from going to prison from going to the Boston bomber, for instance. And on that vote, they declined. Every single Democrat wanted to continue the practice of sending checks to prisoners. They had a chance to turn down money for uh, sanctuary cities that, and sanctuary states. That was my amendment. Again, they turned it down. They had a chance to stop money from going to schools that are closed. They want to keep sending money to schools that are closed and not even teaching their kids in person. They turned it down. It just goes to show how radical their ideas are. It's a are. real tragedy. Uh, when you look at that package, uh, we know that, that the result of that package is going to be middle class tax increases. We know for sure uh, that it includes uh, provisions that are not targeted, they're not temporary, they're not related to COVID, and it didn't have to be this way. Uh, we could have had a bill that was, um, you know, a, a fraction of the cost of this one that could have gotten bipartisan approval and support, but the Speaker decided to go in another direction. ...to voting for the $1.9 trillion of woke progressive spending that does nothing to get your children back in school because only 5% of the money actually goes to the fiscal year 2021. And it does everything to help illegals. It, it pays reparations. Farmers, white farmers, don't get any help with their loan forgiveness. But the other races do. They get help. So this is the kind of stuff that's in this bill. It's disgusting. We shouldn't be spending it. We're already $28 trillion in debt. Japan and China own our debt. Japan and China own America because they own our national debt. And here the Democrats go, end of shoving us in 
to more debt. We're enslaved like people with chains around our, our uh, wrist and ankles. Uh, by the way, I, I welcome the Japanese. I could really use a good takoyaki place down on the corner. Uh, uh, you know, it's just uh, it's, let's do some uh, Tokyo Drift. I love that. Let's bring them, bring them on. <laughs> and she doesn't even try to hide the racism, which is no. Yeah. Again, like Veronica brought up earlier, we're having record, you know, anti-Asian, you know, hate crimes sprouting up everywhere and China and Japan, China and Japan, like they're nowhere. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. The prison. No, they're going to give money to prisoners. I, I love that it preys on people like lack of empathy for other people. Yeah. Well, prisoners not, can't spend the stimulus check. <laughs> it's not just the lack of empathy, but it's also these talking points that are these keywords, illegal, yeah. illegal, illegal. Which is what you know. You know, some Republicans are just so afraid of illegal. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all you hear. And they're also claiming that you know, like prisoners and murderers, like the Boston bomber, will yeah. get stimulus checks, and that the bill pays for reparations. So, does anyone know how much truth there is to any of this? Um, Pete, let's start with you. It's actually, you know, I'm, I'm going to say something shocking. It's all actually true. Um, the prisoners are going to get the money. Uh, the, the, the part that, that Tom Cotton forgot to mention was prisoners got the money in the first two checks, in the first two stimulus checks that went out, too, mm-hmm. that were under the Trump administration. Now, the mm-hmm. reason why prisoners got those checks were because, was because the IRS, which at the time was under the Trump administration, said that they could not designate somebody as, as, as unable to, to, get, to get a payment because they were in prison. So did the Boston bomber get a check? I'm sure he did, but so did Dylan Roof. Um, so did, um, so did um, you know, so did like a lot of other people that have shot and killed people um, that, that were bad people. And, and it was being done on by the Republican side. As far as the reparations thing is concerned, there is an ounce of truth to that because they gave five billion dollars to um, black farmers um, because because there's a, a study that came out that said that between. 1910 and 1997 that black farmers lost 90% of their farmland, whereas white farmers lost 2%. Um, They said that there's there's a historic level of racism within the USDA that allows that allows them to turn down black farmers for getting any kind of loans. And then when they do give them loans, they give them at such a high interest rate that it's almost impossible for them to pay back and they default on them. So five billion dollars did go to black farmers to try and keep them in business because white farmers have gotten subsidy after subsidy that were not, not that had nothing to do with any stimulus bills. So there was truth in that. What, what's also kind of ridiculous is that they're all talking about, like Marjorie Taylor Greene talked about the $28 billion, section $28.7 billion. And I just had a curiosity. I looked this up. The, in September of 2016, um, bef- just before Trump w- w- won the election, mm-hmm. the national debt was at $19 billion. Uh, 19- trillion, not trillion. trillion. $19 trillion, $19 trillion, trillion. $19 trillion $400, million, uh, $400 billion. It's now a $28.7 trillion. So over the course of the last four years, the, the, uh, the, the, it's gone up, it's gone up nine and a half trillion dollars and their tax cut, his own, uh, the Trump's own OMB, the, the Office of Management Business came out and said that the tax cut that they did two years ago is going to add $3.6 trillion to the deficit over the next five years. 
So they really don't care that much about about debt unless it's unless it's debt being created by somebody other than a Republican. And so all that stuff is just all nonsense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I like the way she emphasized one point nine trillion a couple of times, because to the regular average person in the house, that's a lot of money to the government. That's really not. To be honest with you, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's just amazing, also- though. If you think about this for one second, the the economy was the best it's been ever in theory over the first three years of Trump's presidency. And 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 I know a lot of people are going to say, well, the the um, the, the debt the deficit went up because of COVID. No. It did go up because of COVID, but those numbers aren't even finished yet. So you can't even count them into the 28.7 trillion where we're at right now. So this, so somehow or another, Trump and, and, and the Republican party that was in control for four years ran up nine trillion dollars in debt in four years in a good economy. So, so it's like, it's just, it's really just kind of disingenuous. And, and evil in a sense when they say that, oh, you know, they're, it's, it's, it, look what the Democrats are trying to do. They're trying to put, and, and to use slavery um, as, as a marker in there, that's just, it's even more offensive. But then again, Marjorie Taylor Greene, I, I, what I, I, my favorite meme today, it said Marjorie Taylor Greene is a quant. Because it was Q. When's the new inauguration day for QAnon? I know we missed March 4th, but I'm sure there's what? another one coming. Oh, yeah. yeah. Listen, she can say whatever crazy stuff she wants, but remember, the only people that count are her constituents, and and she's hitting all the key key buttons yeah. for those guys. Yeah, so, that, unfortunately, unfortunately. Listen, we we can all say what we want to say and say you're crazy and stuff like that. All she has to do, all she really has to convince, is that little group of people in Georgia that are voting for. Her. Yeah, she's basically just telling her constituents that like, hey, everybody of color is like welfare queens and kings. Yeah. So that's really the, the racism. Take your gerbs. Right. And I and I, I I laugh at the. I'm in California, so I don't want to say about the rest of the country, but I laugh at the whole idea of white farmers because that white farmer is the guy that owns it. But if you go out there, there's no white farmers actually farming. Right. Also, I mean, farming <laughs> now is very much mechanized. Right, right. Like it's not yeah. people. Like people aren't. You know, it, it's 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 a lot. Me- a lot of uh, mechanization too. Yeah. So I want to go to the other side now because progressives aren't thrilled with this as well. Any ideas why? Well, the, the minimum wage thing. Yeah, minimum wage, big thing. I know you, you mentioned that as well. Yeah. Uh, any other reasons that you guys can think of? It's the biggie. Well, they I can't they promised us 2000 So oh, yeah. <laughs> they said 2000 well, in, the, in the campaign 2000. trail. Well, no, just 2000 was 1400 Yeah, that, that, was not made, that was not made clear in the Senate races. Oh, I'm sorry about that, sir. Wait, Pete, did you want to? Yeah, I mean, it's it's that it's it's the fact that they knocked down the the uh, the insurance number from four hundred to three hundred. Three hundred, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of things that were in there on both sides that got, like we said earlier, that got pulled out of it. And 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 the thing is, like, look, it, it's got to be a good bill because Bernie Sanders says it's the greatest bill that that's that's been passed in fifty years. So so if he's saying that, that it's got to be pretty good because. He would he would turn on whoever. It doesn't matter if it's a Democrat or Republican. If he didn't think the bill was going to help um, help the working poor, so I mean, you know, yeah, got to mm-hmm. be pretty decent. Yeah. So, do you guys think that the progressives are right to be upset that these things were cut out of the stimulus bill? No. Uh, Stewart. Well, I think you know uh, well, something Peter said earlier that the, the the stimulus bill really isn't the place for a minimum wage a permanent minimum wage increase. The minimum wage right. should absolutely be raised to $15 an hour um, nationwide. 
Mm-hmm. And I think a, a better uh, uh, move would have been to do it temporarily. Say, okay, until COVID's over, we're going to raise it as sort of a hazard pay type thing. Hmm. And then that way it's specifically for COVID. It's more likely to, to be able to get the, you know, Joe Manchin and, and the more moderate Democrat support right. it's temporary. And then once people see it, it's hard to take that away. So then it's, then it's then, then they renew it because you can't give people $15 an hour and be like, all right, now back to seven twenty-five. Yeah. Joe. I think the progressive are also wrongly thinking that because we have the, the Democrats have control of the house and Senate, that they could put whatever they want in the damn bill and get it passed. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's why they're also angry, too, that they could have put all this stuff in and what would have mattered. But you got to remember that there would have been a lot of Democrats that might have vote, still voted no on that. They don't see it that way, though, and I think that that's part of it as well, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, Pete. Well, you know, what it really comes down to is that there's really, even though you we say that they have the majority – it's a 50-50 tie with, with, with uh, Kamala Harris breaking the tie. And the problem is, is that you're going to have some of those moderates in the middle on both sides. I'm not, not just Republican or Democrat on both sides that are going to look at a bill like this and say, is this addressing the things that have to get addressed now? Because if it's addressing those things, that's fine. But the $15 minimum should not have been a part of it. And, and, and the reason why is the reason why it was originally was because they knew they couldn't pass it as a standalone bill. And the only reason they were able to pass this was because they used what they call reconciliation, which only needs the 50 votes in order to get it passed. So, so they knew they had, this was their one chance of doing this. And the problem is, and this is something we've talked about privately outside of the show is that a $15 minimum um, minimum wage is is not good on any side. It, it if you live in Los Angeles, a minimum wage of fifteen dollars right. is, is is not enough. If you live in West Virginia, a fifteen dollar minimum wage is crippling to a business. So there is no you cannot give one standard and say this has to be the standard for everybody because it just doesn't work. And 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 no matter how much, uh, yeah, it's better than saying seven fifty an hour. I I'm sure of that. But at the same time, you are going to put businesses out out of business in states where fifteen dollars an hour is going to seem excessive. But it does need to go up at some point. It doesn't make a difference for us in California anyway. Yeah. It does. It, it doesn't make a difference for us in California. We've been 2023. We will be at $15 an hour. That's yeah, state but, law. So. But here's the thing. You know, if, if this if 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 they had done something where instead of saying, well, the government is going to mandate that you have to be $15 an hour, if they said something to the effect of every state every year has to come in and and give a cost of living um, index for the state and say, this is how much the state it costs to live in the state. And then using a certain formula, then the government spits back out. Well, this is how much your um, your minimum wage should be to keep people above the poverty line and each state would have their own minimum wage and then within the state if they want to then say well you know and if you're in los angeles it's one minimum wage but if you're in riverside it's another one well that's fair because states can you know state you know even within counties there's a different economy and it's, it's but to say it just should be one thing for everybody you're hurting you're hurting people in states that don't want to do this and that's and it goes back to that whole thing about should we be paying off people's um, people's um, colleges you know there are states that we could possibly turn blue if we stop treating them like like everything that works here works there too well the problem with that too also is like uh the like you know you saying the state by state you know coming up with the cost of living like 
the problem is the honesty. Are they going to be honest about it? Because if motherfuckers are lying about the COVID numbers, like, I mean, choice. What's the choice, really? Like, who's you know what I mean? Like, the GDP is the GDP. They can't. It's it just it's it's something that can't be hidden. I mean, yeah, they can they fudge numbers, sure, but you can't hide those numbers because a state a state makes this much money because when they trust me, I, I, one thing I can tell you for sure is when there when there's there's a lot of states that are considered handout states. When those states want their money, those numbers come in correct every time because because they want the government to see how badly they're doing. That's true. So, Pete, do we have some statistics we want to share. Are we going to go through that right now, or um, it's up to you? I mean, we we, we, don't, we should we're going a little long, so okay, yeah. Because I just you know we had pulled up like the cost of living in certain state in certain cities, even within our own state. But just since we since we live in Los Angeles, just really quick, because I did do a little bit of research. Um, they did a statistical model based on the distribution of expenses. What percentage do you guys think here in Los Angeles, an average person here in Los Angeles goes to rent? What percentage of your income goes to rent? 50. I'd say uh, rents probably between like, yeah, I'd say around 40. Yeah, 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, I'm going to go higher. I want to go yeah, higher than that. Yeah, I'm going to say 60, 60 or 60, yeah. 65. That's mm-hmm. what I was thinking too, 60. Oh, no, I know the numbers. So oh, it's like. actually 45%. 45% goes to rent. And I was just looking at, I mean, just the cost of living, you know, here versus Los Angeles versus like a, a city like Bakersfield, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's it, it's night and day, you know, it just, yeah. but again, like Pete is saying, you know, it just, what works for some doesn't work for others. Yeah, because they say you're supposed to only spend thirty percent of your take home on right. rent. Yeah. That's thirty percent is like a, is a is a high estimate. Uh, it used to be twenty seven. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and I know I'm increasing that amount for myself, but that was. I mean, choice. you you can't you can't spend. I mean, you have to. You, you, yeah. just, you can't find a place. This, but yeah. this is also not fair either, because what are you going to? No offense to Bakersfield, but what are you going to do there? Like mm-hmm. what? What's your mm-hmm. job opportunities in Bakersfield as compared to, um, you know, what's going on here? Well, and, and, in the, and way. the problem, and like, yeah, the problem with tying it to cost of living is then people move to the places where the minimum wage is highest. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we'll get a lot, like well, if, I mean, if minimum wage is twenty five dollars in LA and fifteen dollars in um, you know, San Bernardino. Yeah. People are people are gonna. <laughs> there's gonna be more yeah, of a housing the, crisis because yeah, people are gonna want to live near where they work, which is yeah, they want to yeah, work in that's LA. A, that's a whole different thing, anyway. Like like Pete was saying with the states, if you make every state fifteen dollars an hour, it's fine. But like in West Virginia, you could probably make it on that. Where in you know other states, you 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 won't. But the, are, are you gonna go to West Virginia? You know, right. are you gonna go to Mississippi? I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, and then I, what happens is when you go there, it ends up messing up the economy anyway which is something you're seeing what's happening in like texas right now mm-hmm. with all yeah. of these people that are that have decided to move to texas and mm-hmm. their economy is all going bananas right now too because of all this that's going on they hate when these people come from outside especially from california because yeah. uh, it's messing things up veronica just show just show like um the difference between living in los angeles versus one of the uh one of the red states that we have okay so for example what i did was i picked up <clears throat> things like um, of the cost of a gallon of milk, for instance, mm-hmm. childcare for a full month. So for, okay, let's do New York City. So in New York City, the cost of a cappuccino, if you want a coffee, is about $5. Gallon of milk is $4.54. A movie ticket for entertainment, $16. Jeans, like 501 basic Levi jeans, $61. 
childcare for one month for full-time childcare for a toddler up to preschool, kindergarten age, $2,611 if you have a child for one. Mm-hmm. Now let's compare what about that. the rent? What is the rent? Oh, I don't have, you have the rent. I don't have oh, rent. Okay. I sent that over to you. Okay, don't worry about that. Yeah, the rent is just really, yeah, okay. It's so a lot. The rent's too lot. damn hot. Yeah. The rent's too damn hot. <laughs> let me compare that to, for example, let's go to, I'm trying to find one, Mobile, Alabama. No, I'm sorry, Little Rock, Arkansas. Let's do Little Rock. So I said child care in New York City for one child was uh, $2,611. In Little Rock, can you guess how much it is for one child? The same. 50 bucks. $800. $850. $530. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cappuccino, still expensive. Anywhere you go, coffee's expensive. Um, also, what else did I... Oh, the pair of jeans that you buy in New York City, basic 501, that you pay $61 for. In Little Rock, Arkansas, you pay $35 for that. So again, movie ticket eleven dollars. Still too much. Close to sixteen dollars. So yeah, if I even did like like uh, just like an average meal for one person at a non like not an expensive restaurant. New York City twenty dollars in Little Rock, you can get it for nine dollars. So yeah, it was very interesting. But so okay, well President Biden is going to sign. President Biden is going to sign this into law on Friday, and checks should start going out before the end of March. So. That's malarkey. You're gonna have to wait till Friday, Jack. I know, right? It's... I got my warm, I got my warm milk in my book till then. <laughs> it's a bunch of malarkey that he's waiting two whole damn days. I don't know why. It's I know. Like, it really is <laughs> like because, why? No, the reason why he's doing it is because tomorrow night he's doing an address to the nation, and so ah. he's gonna speak about it, and then Friday he's gonna do it, and then right after that he's hitting the road to kind of sell the bill to people. Mm-hmm. So it's like a whole right. rollout. They're, they're saying that fine. They want to avoid the problems that happened when when Obama uh, first pushed out the uh, the Affordable Care Act. That there was a yeah. lot of mistakes because people didn't understand what the bill meant was mm-hmm. or what happened. And so they're, right. they're trying to actually do it in a way that will work better this time. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So since Give me that money. <laughs> so since we are going to be getting those cool $1,400 and you're not sure what you're going to do with that money, we're going to play a little game. Credit so card debt. It a product and we're going to decide if it's more ticket. or less than $1,400. So Pete, it's, I'm handing it over to you. Okay. So these are all, all things that may or may not be somewhere in the range of $1,400. But, and I want you guys to tell me whether or not you can afford them with this $1,400 check you're about to get. Um, okay. A brand new 12.9 inch iPad Pro with 512 gigabytes of memory. No. 512? No, no chance. More than 1400. No, no way. More. At least, at least two grand, probably. Because no, it's an iPad. Because all, all, all Apple stuff is way overinflated. I go 2500. Okay, so well, say it's actually twelve ninety nine for for the iPad. Really? Oh, that that is reasonable. If you want the one terabyte one, if you want the one terabyte one, that was sixteen hundred dollars. So, oh, okay. So you 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 got away. Now here's a good one. This is an interesting one because because we actually talked about this last yesterday. A Casio G Shock Bluetooth watch. No. A Casio G Shock Bluetooth watch. We what talked the about the. This is a I'm going to the flea market. I would rather not know the times. I don't need to know the times. Casio G Shock watch for less than for fourteen hundred dollars or less. Yes, less. Yes, less. Yeah, definitely less. 
$2,017. Shut up. That what? was the lowest price I could find it for. What? Time to spend and a bunch of money on something right? Can you get it wet? Can you go in the water with it? Yes, you can. You can get it wet. It'll actually get you wet. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Watch this. Okay, yeah. this is for all our fine diners out there. A dinner for four when restaurants are reopened. A dinner for four at Urasawa in Beverly Hills. It's considered to be the most exclusive restaurant right now in Beverly Hills. Urasawa. Oh, uh, no. Most exclusive in Beverly Hills? In Beverly Hills, yes. I'm going like 10 I'm grand for a dinner for four. Yeah, for Beverly Hills yeah, exclusive? Okay, well, it's actually $395 a person, so no, you can't do it. Three of you can go. <laughs> <laughs> but not four. Four no. is out of the question, so you cannot go to Urasawa. Okay, let's go to the next one. This one this one is interesting because I, I, I would have – okay, well, actually, no, that's not that interesting – a Mont Blanc Meisterstuck <laughs> Lapite Solitaire mid-sized ballpoint pen. That's yes. a big name. It's a Mont okay. Blanc pen, basically. Yes. Yeah, you can, I, you can buy if one. You, if you can't buy that with $1,400, you should, like... You should die. If anybody who spends more than that on a pen should be stabbed to death with it. <laughs> with that pen. Yes. Um, pen. I think it's more than that, if, if it's a Mont Blanc. I think it's less. Okay, well, well, Elizabeth, you're right. You can go out and buy buy yourself a, a sweet uh, Montblanc Meisterstuck Lapite Solitaire midsize ballpoint pen for the whopping price of twelve hundred and fifty five dollars. Yeah, no right. mind That's if I do. Ridiculous. You got money left you over. You can get like ten yeah. for like a dollar. My Sharpie any day. I love. I my can go to a bank Sharpie. and get a free one. Yeah, just fucking go to or a dentist office and go get a free pen. Now here's here's one that that, that you're gonna find interesting. A Welsh bred pony. <laughs> Can you oh, get a more pony? More. I, I would think way I mean, more. I mean, a Scottish I, pony you could probably get. A Welsh, no way. <laughs> more. More. Anybody else? I'm going more. Okay, well, actually, you could get one for $1,200 on, on, on um, Facebook right now. What, that's I'm probably getting. not even a real Welsh pony. Yeah. Wait, you, you can't go to the pony on Facebook. It's, it's a horse breeder. It's a horse breeder that is, that is selling a pony for $1,200. I'm going to need some papers on that pony if I'm going to buy that it's Welsh. Yeah. Hey, 1200 bucks for a pony, you know? That's not okay. bad. It's not bad. You might, you might want to get one now. I got some carrots in the fridge. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm moving to a one-bedroom. Plenty of room for a pony. <laughs> Okay, so how about for our, 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 um, our outdoors people out there? A 12 foot pelican intruder fishing boat. Intruder? What? Mm, I don't know. Boats are pretty expensive. Yeah, boats are expensive. So this is like a rowboat. Like, or maybe or it's a boat that you put like one of those little outboard motors on. No, I'm still going uh, I still think it's pretty. Yeah, I mean, more, especially more. if it's like for, big enough for fishing and it's like stable enough. Yeah. I'd say more. Okay, so. Well, you're correct because the uh, the twelve foot pelican is two thousand sixty dollars. Makes sense. But I okay. put a down payment now, on that baby. An actual twelve foot pelican, the bird that I would pay two thousand dollars for. Priceless. <laughs> okay, now here's here's one. Now this is this is going to be interesting. You got to listen to the whole question. A first class seven day round trip ticket from Los Angeles to Lexington, Kentucky. <laughs> so, so first class what do you mean seven trip? day what do you mean seven well, day, seven day so it could because because like if you fly for less than seven days they penalize you so i had to make right. it seven days 
Um, I, so, so it's fly, a round wait, trip wait, ticket. Are we flying out of LAX or like Burbank? Flying or out of LAX into LAX. Lexington, okay. Kentucky. Yes, yes, you can. Now, afford, you now can I think it. you can afford it. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, you're right. It's eleven hundred and twenty-five dollars. Yeah. Ooh, that's enough that's, uh, to buy a bunch of shit. On you might not. Airlines. You might not that have is, made it if you flew out of Burbank or or John Wayne. You wouldn't have uh, gotten that. So that's <laughs> still way. I mean, if you pay me eleven hundred dollars, I'll go from LAX to Kentucky. Other than that, no way. <laughs> but you could go to Kentucky first class. I mean, if yeah. you're gonna go to Kentucky, you might as well go first class. Yeah, why not? Splash out. Yeah. Okay. So splash out. <laughs> Listen, one. if you're going to Kentucky. Okay, you ready? There's lots to do in Kentucky. A bread. Now, I'm not saying that we should. Anybody should do this, but how much do you, do, do you think you could? Could you buy a bread pomeranian? Well, how much are some bread bulldogs? The French bulldogs that right. I snatch off the street in a uh, gang initiation. <laughs> less than I, I. No, it's more than more. I'm going more. more than, I would yeah. say more. Okay, well, it's a trick question. It's actually a maybe because depending on 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 how well bred the, uh, the the dog is, it's it could go from anywhere between five hundred and fifteen hundred dollars. So mm-hmm. if you want a, if you want a show class Pomeranian, those go for as much as four thousand dollars. But oh, it's got to be show class. Buy a dog. Yeah. And- <laughs> I'm not buying the. I'm going to buy a bred Pomeranian that's not show class, Peter. Yeah. Well, what am I? Yeah. Everyone, adopt, don't shop, and say yes. We are not advocating for yeah. buying a dog. We're I'm all not, about adoption. So I'm not yeah, also a cat. Adopt, adopt cats if as I, well too. If yeah. I was going to get a dog, it would be the best. By yeah. the way, also so people know, I want the you know, of you know the Humane Society does not just have dogs and cats too. So if you're interested in getting some odd animals or something like like hamsters or gerbils or rabbits or birds, check with them first because they have it too, and they're willing to. They they need to be adopted too. I'm just saying. Yes. Does the Humane Society have a 12-foot pelican or a Welsh pony? No. <laughs> okay. Pelicans no. are not – you can ask Pete from when we went to Oceanside. Pelicans are not good pets. No, they're – Pelican almost ate Pete in Oceanside. <laughs> no. uh, okay, so, Joe, you might be the only one who can help anybody with this next one. If you put fourteen hundred down on a new on a twenty, ton, I'm sorry. If you put fourteen hundred down on a twenty twenty one Kia Soul, can you pay less than three hundred dollars a month for it? Um, this is a twenty twenty one. Well, over what's the lease? Five or seven? It's it's no, it's a lease, so it's three years. Three years. Oh, three yeah, years. Sorry, but three it's year a lease. lease. Um, three years of the lease. Yeah, but on a base one, I would say yes. Okay. Yeah, anybody else I will say. I say. Yeah. I have to. I have a Kia. That's why I'm thinking. Yeah, but this yes, is the Soul. This is the little boxy one. So, I would say. Yeah. yeah the I'd base say model yes, one. I'd say yes. I'd say yes yeah. too. Okay. Well, actually, you're all wrong. Um, if you want to pay, if you want to pay only three hundred dollars a month, shut up. How can I? Oh, stop! If you only want to, pay, my Google is talking to me. If you only want to pay uh, three hundred dollars a month, you have to put thirty four hundred, no, thirty three hundred dollars down as your down payment. I I disagree with that. I bet you that I can. I bet you that I can find it for for fourteen hundred down. Uh, you know, get get a hold of me on on Instagram, people. I can definitely find that car for you. Okay, so here's the last one. One night, one night at the Beverly Hills Hotel and Spa. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. Right now or regular price? A regular yes. room or a suite? It's a yeah. suite. A suite? Well, no, wait, you didn't say oh, that. No. You just well, said I'm one so, night. Because the Beverly Hills Hotel is predominantly suite. So it's not a, a bungalow. It's a suite. 
I'm still gonna say yes. Yeah. I would say yes, but it's close. Yeah, but it'll be yeah. tight. We don't have a lot of like room service. Yeah. Actually, it's it's not actually all that close. Um, it only costs you seven hundred eighty-five dollars a night, so you could stay a night and a half uh, with with your check. So if you want to kick in an extra like one hundred fifty bucks, you can stay for two nights. Oh, nice. so those are all the things you can do for $1,400 right now. I've thought about doing that, like saving up and just doing one night in a luxury hotel here just to say that I did it. I almost did it for myself at the Chateau Marmont. It's being sold though, right? And closing down or something? Yeah, it's, oh, it's going to become like a luxury apartments thing. Uh, okay, so I missed my shot. But it's still haunted by Belushi's ghost apparently, so look out, apartment dwellers. <laughs> So that's that's a selling point. They that say was, he's a nice ghost. That was no. I was trying to think if that was no. That was the Hilton that that Whitney Houston. The Hilton, away, right? Hilton, Hilton ghost to hang out with. Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> yeah imagine he got stuck with, with Whitney Houston's ghost. But oh. by the way, did anybody see Bobby Brown's son now died t- today? No, another. No, he, he died a couple weeks ago, didn't he? No, Bobby Brown's son just died. I just read it just now. Wait, Wait but he died a couple weeks ago. I, maybe, maybe, maybe they just. I just read the announcement. Yeah, of it. this Damn. is not the first kid of his that passed away, right? No, oh. no. It's like every everybody around Bobby Brown dies. He's he's like COVID. Yeah. That's he like. That's weird. Yeah, he. I think. Oh, he died in twenty twenty. Well, somebody must have died today because because it said Bobby Brown's son died. But he, no, but his other son, Bobby died Brown Junior. Yeah, yeah, no, that's who died in twenty twenty. Okay, then, then I'm reading old news. I don't know what the hell I was reading. Okay. So well, all these prices are wrong now, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> this is our show for tonight. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you back here again tomorrow at 6 p.m. Have a good night, everyone. Bye.